Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Inch and Rossi. Tim's in a rush because he has to go do fitness. <laughs> I didn't say I had to. I just said if we went no, later, I no, wouldn't be able to get my swim. You literally in. said we can't do later because I have uh-huh. to get my swim. In. No, I didn't. I didn't. I just said, said if we yeah. do later, I won't be able to get my swim in. I didn't say I couldn't do later. I was leaving my fitness up to you. Any guys. later, and I can't get a swim in today. That's pretty passive aggressive for I can't do it's past a bit, two. It's a bit passive aggressive, but I'm sorry. You delayed us right. half an hour, 27 minutes before we were supposed uh, to record. I did James. not. I'm talking to James. Oh. Uh, yeah, and everybody was fine with it. I said I, yeah. very clearly, if it was, can't yeah, be done, I'm good on that. But like, you don't if sound we go very any good later, on that. I can't work. I you, can't you didn't even you didn't that. even punctuate the sentence properly at the end. Which I no, never which punctuate means, text which, because I'm not a psychopath like James. You I, don't end. You only end with punctuation in a text or a tweet if it's a question mark or an exclamation mark. You do not need to end text or tweets with a period. Here's the problem. If you are doing a multi-sentenced text or tweet, then you just look like an idiot because the first sentence is going to end with a period. And okay, then the I next will do sentence that. just yeah. doesn't end. Yeah, no. James, you can't nice. really talk because your follow-up message didn't have a period either. So That's a good I always, point. I always put periods. No, so. you didn't. You sure no, didn't. you didn't. Yeah, I can't do later, but if Alex can do two, then giddy up. Also, just a terrible also, lack the of one, commas. No, the one before it where it was two sentences. Oh, yeah? It's tough. It's a tough look for James. Would moving to two yeah, but go above that one. Anyone's day? Go above that mark. one. Still do one thirty, but if it's okay, go that above would be that me. one. Go above that one. No. Go above that. I was in the middle of something. I was trying oh. to be quick. What were you in the middle of that delayed this? Doesn't matter. Because you weren't at the gym. <laughs> it kind of matters. You know what? So now clearly, it matters. I was trying to get a lot going on. You guys I worked out here for trying to get a swim in. No, what's? Why are we delayed? Yeah, James. I had I had matters to deal with at the house. I had some housework to do. Like what? We're not going to discuss like anything until we get to the bottom of this. I want to know every your, single your, matter your that delayed you. Skills. Hey, I was, I was, I was weed whacking the back forty, and that's why I said I could have stopped, but I wanted to get it done because after this we have to go grocery shopping, and then we have a meeting, and so just like if I could have just t- rather than stop in the middle of it, come here, do this, then have like another twenty minutes before I, I could finish that, and then you know it's just to yes, Alex. Don't you have a landscaper? Yeah, he doesn't do that part though, because it's kind of it's kind of extra, and I'm cheap, and I just wanted to do, I can do it myself. So, Alex, <laughs> I like you that you raise whacker? your hand on an audio format. I know, me too. Uh, yes, I own a a whipper snipper, a weed whacker, Alex. Gas or electric? It's electric. Oh, it's electric. Yeah, it's cool. I know it's way less cool. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about buying a gas powered chainsaw though, because there's a lot of trees in the backyard that have sort of half fallen, and I want to make them firewood. You want to help me come chop stuff up? 
Yeah. Ooh, I, I know somebody with a, uh, well, we'll talk after. <laughs> with a gas-powered chainsaw? No, like with the thing, you, you put it in and it splits them or oh, whatever. Oh, you got a splitter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that so, gas-powered yeah. too? Probably. Sweet. Those are, it's yeah, I think big. it is actually. It's yeah, it's, you got to trailer it in. Like yeah. they're a serious yeah. piece of machinery. They're yeah. fun. Right on. Also, we, we have axes. So like axes are good for chopping wood too. Once you mm. saw it up, then you axe not gas-powered though. Everybody, welcome no. to Off Yard with Hinch and Rossi. <laughs> I want a big gas-powered kick these days. <laughs> these days? Is that new? I feel like since you've been five, you've been on a gas-powered kick. Yeah. I saw this cool this cool uh, video thing, real, I guess is what kids call them, right. where it was like, like uh, boys don't ever grow up. Like Their toys just go from being battery-powered to having V8s in them. <laughs> <laughs> Or in some cases, uh, plane engines. <laughs> yeah. Multi-piston plane yes. engines. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, actually. Or if you get into like the Ryan Hunter Ray world of yachting, then it's it has multiple, multiple, multiple 350 horsepower V8s off the back. Must yes. be nice. Must yeah. Be nice. It sounds pretty neat. It sounds pretty neat. Anyway, uh, welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Mm-hmm. Tim's unfortunately feeling better, so he's probably going to chime in a little more than the last Anyone couple wants. episodes and anybody yeah, yeah, I've been hanging I've been hanging back for last year I'm just gonna stick to it it's great I don't have to do anything I can finish my crossword puzzles let's go you guys talk about stuff I mean you still have to pay attention you just I I assure you that I do not <laughs> <laughs> you're killing this for every other podcast producer out there that's like trying to convince people they have a real job and you're just <laughs> out there blatantly ad- admitting that it's not <laughs> I've never pretended it was otherwise if it was a real job I'd get paid for this that's a valid point. You super don't get paid for this. If it makes you feel better, neither do the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm more. I'm more. <laughs> so, how was everybody's weekend, Alex? Did you do anything fun and exciting? Yes, James. I was at Road America with you. You were also there. Um, before we get to Road America, James, you had an experience. So, you had to go to Phoenix for a whatever appearance appearance. yeah before you came to uh road america oh yeah and and you texted me and you were like i've got a new one for you yeah apparently it is too hot to land yeah an airplane (laughs) yeah yeah so this yeah i was very confused by this statement clearly so were you um and i imagine everyone at the phoenix airport was also equally (laughs) evidently no because this happens a lot there when you live in hell it's a regular occurrence. Sure. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. So let's go back to being a travel podcast for a minute. Um, yeah, this was a very unique thing. They said that we were going to be delayed leaving Indy, going to Phoenix because of weather. <laughs> and I was like, doesn't really, doesn't really rain a lot in Phoenix. What do we mean weather? Evidently what happened was what had happened was for a brief period of time, uh, the temperature was so hot. The asphalt Phoenix, melted. <laughs> So like I, I so I put this on on the interwebs and Twitter came back with a lot of information for me. So there are two issues evidently that are regular occurrences in Phoenix. Again, when you live in the center of hell, the first is that air temperature is so hot that the air is so thin yeah. that the amount of the, the speed required to generate the lift on landing is too dangerous. You don't have enough runway to stop, so you can't land. The other side of it is, yes, this was less reported, but more than one person came back with, yes, sometimes the tarmac is so hot that the tires, like, explode. Yeah. And so you can't land planes. 
It's comforting. So it's comforting. That was part of the problem. The, the the bigger part of the delay came from the fact that, so once this happened, obviously there were planes already on the way to Phoenix and they had to just go in kind of holding patterns. Then they had all these planes trying to land and they were understaffed on air traffic control. So it was like a, it was a knock-on effect. No, but so here's my question, right? Yeah, I have many, but yeah. It, it reaches its peak temperature where they're like, nah, right? Well, it does that just doesn't then come down in 30 minutes. Like I yeah, surely you're right. that takes hours to decrease. Unless it was like right at that time, because it was late in the day. So maybe because you know, like it's like the hottest yeah. at four o'clock or yeah. whatever. And yeah. so like maybe by five it was cool enough. The sun had gone down on the airport. I don't know. I don't know, Alex. This is just what I was told. It's very interesting. Yeah, like, it was a it was a it was a mind blowing experience. So I like to think My, there's just some guy out there with a hose cooling it down. <laughs> Water trucks, yeah, For, yeah, I mean, eleven thousand feet of runway. That's not that's not possible. Um, so okay, my next my I didn't next say question he was doing is it efficiently. <laughs> I now I always this is all making so much sense to me. I always assumed that when you are flying from the Middle East, the reason why flights took off between like. 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. It was, was a time difference thing. The time difference thing. And they wanted to get you home at, at a normal time. Clearly, that is not the case. And the if reason that... why planes don't take off at noon <laughs> they in can't. Dubai is they cannot. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. So this whole thing ton of sense. came very full circle for me. Yeah. Because um, I, I was always very confused at why planes in the Middle East and Asia and everything, why there was departure times at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And that was that was one of the things that you were texting me while we were having this conversation. You were like, sure. well, that can't be right because they have the planes take off in the Middle East all the time and it's at least as hot as Phoenix, if not hotter. Yeah, like, I was yeah thinking they do, like but military planes. First thing in the morning or late at yeah. night. Yeah, but yeah. Not right in the middle of the day. So military planes, I feel like they have they, they, less yeah, they, strict rules because they're not carrying two to four hundred people. So, yeah, I remember my brother talking about when he was in the Air Force, it was like, yeah, we don't do anything to avoid turbulence. They just like they just go through it. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you what, Maverick and Goose take off in all sorts of <laughs> Actually, Maverick, Maverick and Rooster, Rooster yeah, they Goose took off dead. on sorry. a taxiway. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen haven't... the one from the 80s, go f*** yourself. Like, what are you if doing? You ha- if you haven't, have seen, you Maverick, haven't seen the new one, go also go yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've been busy. Oh, you haven't oh, seen it yet? I haven't yet? seen it yet. Wow. I had COVID funny, and then I've had Hazel. Alex and Dude. I are probably seeing it for the third time tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I was going to go see it this morning, but then I had a meeting before this that ended up getting canceled, and now I have this. So mm. I might go see it tomorrow during the day. You should just skip your swim and go to Maverick instead. I want to look good for my volleyball scene. First of all, it's it's beach football in the new mm. one. Well, I don't know that because I haven't seen it yet, asshole. Yeah, you do. And it's <laughs> offense-defense football. It looks really cool. Great team. <laughs> Lots of shirtless dudes slapping ass on the beach. God, it's just like the year. It's so good. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> oh, and then, so, to, to full circle on the uh, on the travel story, so then I had to get from Phoenix to Milwaukee. Evidently not a popular route, one would think. So I had to go through Vegas and my flight to Vegas, or my flight from Vegas to Milwaukee, had a lot that, of documents on it. That was land. No, that was this. That was from Phoenix to Vegas. Oh. The flight from <laughs> Vegas to Milwaukee. It, 
it landed at midnight. Well, it was supposed to land at midnight. So it was scheduled to land at midnight. It was full. Who's leaving Vegas, going to Milwaukee? I guess people who live in Milwaukee going home from vacation on a people Thursday. People ran out of money Friday. in Vegas. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was very surprised it was a full flight. And then that too was delayed for reasons unbeknownst to me. And then when you landed in Milwaukee, even if we had landed on time before I even, like before there was a delay, I got a call from a rental car company whose hurts I won't say that <laughs> the, 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 like the that. counter will not be open when you land. So come get your car tomorrow. And it's like, hang on, this was a scheduled arrival time. You guys are closing before all the scheduled planes land. It's not what? like this is some podunk airport. Like this, right, is, this is a Milwaukee. real airport. This is an international airport. This is right. what is happening. Oh man. Uh, the day. world's falling apart. Weird day. <laughs> but then we got yeah. to road America and it was pretty neat. So Let's talk yes. about. Let, hold on. First, I want to talk about the. I mean, I have more travel stuff, but it's fine. Anything actually worth sharing? No, you know what? No, let's talk about your guys' dumb race or whatever. Perfect. So, <laughs> the thing I want to get your opinion on, because we talked about it kind of before, even a little bit during, but I didn't really talk to you after. We tried something new. IndyCar tried something new on Friday by having an extended practice session. We certainly didn't talk about it before because I found out about it on Friday. Well, well, sorry, yes. I guess it was kind of during then we were talking yes. about it. It was right before and then shortly after the start of the session, <laughs> right. we were texting yeah, yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. um, so they gave a 70, so normally it's a 45-minute session, and they decided to give you guys a 75-minute session and use the alternate red tires that you normally get in the practice right before qualifying uh, on the Friday practice, I guess, to encourage more running. So how was your feeling about this experiment? Did it work? Did it fail? What was good? What was bad? Okay, um, two 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 part answer. Um, I do not like the experiment. The reason why it was not an issue in North America and actually had no like negative detriment to anyone is because I think to everyone's surprise, the track started at a pretty good place. Like the grip level, the lap time, kind of from the first session of practice one was significantly better than it was last year and it was a lot closer to qualifying and the track was in was in a good spot so kind of having a longer session putting the red tires on at the end of practice one okay you're getting more laps for the people that are there on the friday i got i get it i get the the upside to it fine weekend goes on as normal my concern is when we go to a mid ohio for example right and the track starts six seconds off of what it's going to be in qualifying. And you're having us put, the series is having us put the alternate tires on in practice one, because we can't do it in practice two, because you have to give those tires back. What you're going to accomplish and learn is going to be completely irrelevant, because by the time you show up Saturday morning, the track evolution is going to be so significant. And then by the time you get to qualifying, it's going to take another big step. So anything that you thought you knew about the red tire from Friday afternoon will not apply. My next issue with it is, great. I understand that the people that are there on Friday, you know, they're making an effort. They're taking time off work, kids out of school, whatever it is. They're making an effort to be there on Friday, and we appreciate that. And we want to give you laps, and, and I get that. You don't want to just see cars sitting there for half of the first session. My flip side to that is the majority of the people are coming on Saturday because they can't get off of work or they can't, you know, get kids out of school or daycare or whatever. So we're giving them less laps on Saturday morning when they get there. 
So is that really fair as well? I don't know. Would the correct solution not just to be, why are we not going back to what we have always had at IndyCar? Two <laughs> practice sessions on Friday. Two practice sessions on Friday. Saturday morning, you get your red tires. Okay, so everyone's happy. Everyone sees cars on track on Friday. We're already there because the track walks on Thursday. So, well, clear most, most people are there. We're already there. So, who was not there? Andretti Autosport, but it's fine. You guys had a thing that day? Oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was there. Um, so I just, I don't understand because. We, we had a solution where everyone was happy. And now it seems like it's, it's hard to get back to that. And we're now trying to do other things when it's very seemingly easy just to put. Anyways, that's my opinion on it. Okay. So devil's advocate, um, maybe, maybe taking, uh, I, I know all tracks have an evolution, but maybe taking mid Ohio out of it, just cause that one is fairly extreme on the, on the track evolution side. If you look at like permanent road courses, do you not see a benefit to let again? I'm making a lot of assumptions here in this hypothetical, but let's say the weather's pretty consistent throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is there not some benefit? And let's say it's it's consistent in that it's the same at the same temperature at 9 a.m. every morning and the same temperature at one o'clock every afternoon, even if those temperatures are very different. Is there not some benefit to having the Reds on Friday afternoon to run them closer in the time of day to qualifying than having them Saturday morning? And even though it's a session right before, maybe the weather actually changes a little bit. No. No? Um, And I'll go back to, okay, so I use Mid-Ohio as an example because it's our next event. Right. Okay. Well, following that is Toronto. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, street circuits are different for sure. Well, but this this alleged tire program is going to change just because it's a street circuit. Are we? Have they confirmed they're doing it again? They have not confirmed that they're okay. doing any any of this again. This was an right, experiment right. to right, possibly right. do it in the future. Right, right, right. But again, Toronto, Nashville, Mid Ohio, these are all places that have massive track evolution right throughout the weekend. Yeah, and even take that aside. I don't care if qualifying's hot and Saturday morning's cold, you're still going to go faster in qualifying than you do Saturday warm up or Saturday morning. So I don't, I don't see the benefit per se. Okay. That's fair. On Friday. Right. Just because, just because the rubber that's sure. down, the grip level outweighs any of the performance you're going to lose. Cause it's the middle of the day versus the morning. Right. right. The other thing that I was curious about was you have this extra time in the 75 minute session, mm-hmm. I gather, I gather like, was it kind of like a tire poor weekend just because of the race and mainly being a black tire race or well, was I it think, not? I think all weekends are tire poor. Right. Did it, did it was it more extreme this weekend than normal? No. Okay. No. So, so you, let's say you have your normal tire plan that you would have used on any given Friday. Um, but essentially they've now given you that extra time, that extra 30 minutes of time and an extra set of tires in the reds. I didn't see anybody do like a quali run on the reds and then come in, fuel up, and try to run those things through a stint. Why were teams not treating like the second half of that practice almost like a quasi warm-up and getting the red tires run 
with full fuel, which is normally something you don't get to do until warm up when it's like, again, better track conditions for the day, like time of day or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like well, why because, did nobody do a long run on reds? Because, because, you have to because everyone sat for 25 minutes at the beginning of the session waiting for. So you ran out of time. There wasn't time because again, you, you can't give us more time, but not more tires. But like you, that's good. what I'm saying is you do, you did kind of have another set of tires from a normal first practice. And I know normally in first practice, you right. sit for the first 15 sure. minutes anyway. So okay. it's but, kind of but the same thing. Also, great. So yes, okay. Ultimately, maybe we ran four or five more laps than we would have in practice one. But we ran four or five less laps than we would have Saturday morning. Right, so right, it's, right. it's irrelevant. It's the same number of laps, despite the amount of time that you have, because it's still the same amount of tires. Right. You're just using them on Friday versus Saturday. Right. Yeah. So if so you if you need more tires, if you want more laps, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's kind of been the issue for a long time. Right, because you you take you take your tire allocation for the weekend. Right, you say we need X amount for the race, mm-hmm. we need X amount to get through three rounds of qualifying, and that leaves you with this to practice with, which is usually one set of blacks each session, and then the red set that either is now coming on Friday or Saturday morning, and that's yeah. that's what you have. Now, you can pull an extra set of blacks if you don't want to do your banker laps in qualifying on new blacks. Okay, that's sometimes an option, especially when you go to uh, a Detroit, right? Where you only where the blacks take so long to come in and you're only going to you only have time to do like two laps on the blacks. Yeah. It's like what what's the point of new? Right. Like you're just wasting those ultimately. So, there is there is times where you can use that extra set. But it's it's interesting because then we have weekends like Indy GP in August, where we just have a complete surplus of tires, and then we're just running all the time. And I don't know. It's just there's some things. I'm sure they they all have their reasons as to why we do it, but it it's sometimes a mystery to the teams and drivers. Yeah. But yeah. Alas, here we are. Here we are. Uh, okay. So you get through practice, and then we go into qualifying. Obviously, a good result. Uh, congratulations on your pole position. Spoiler alert. Um, walk it, walk everybody through the decision to run the primaries in Q3 because that was a pretty badass move. Yeah, I mean, we just took a page out of Joseph's book from 21, um, and he beat Colton DePole doing the same thing we did to, to Joseph. I don't really understand why they didn't feel that it was kind of the same thing this year. Were the tires um, the same, or was there a difference in the reds? The tires were not the same. Right. And there was a slightly bigger delta, blacks to reds. However, the DAG, because of the, the lap length and you know the nature of Road America, the DAG was still pretty high. So even though there was a close to a second delta, maybe like seven-tenths delta from, from blacks to reds, um, the fall-off was equal to that at least in my mind. And apparently, you know, Joseph didn't feel that way. He, I mean, the fact that he did a, a four nine kind of proves me wrong. Like he, that's only a half second fall off, but at least for us, our second run on tires was, was nowhere near um, what we could do on a new set of black. So it was a, it was a very easy decision. There was no debate that went into it. And had that, had that been decided kind of before qualifying based oh, yeah. on what you saw I mean, this Friday? Was decided. Yeah. This wasn't based on what happened in Q1 and Q2. This was very easy. Um, and then on top of that, our balance on blacks was just phenomenal. Um, yeah, you were a rocket Friday and Saturday. So 
it, it was it was easy for us and then it just became about you know doing the lap and hoping that you know the used red wasn't better than we thought and it was closer than i thought it was going to be um but it was enough and that's good so that was nice it was as everyone liked to remind me it was our first pull in three years yeah i know sucked i've been there um i've been i've been front and center for the whole thing but it was it was a good result to kind of continue this progress and momentum that we're having and and it was great for the guys and they were very excited about it and it was it was an emotional one for for a lot of obvious reasons where where was that last poll detroit detroit right right right. okay yeah yeah 19 or whatever yeah, very cool. Okay, and so then we go into the race, and this one's always kind of tricky because the windows are fairly small. The lap is so long that to save a lap worth of fuel is a challenge, and so your windows are kind of like two laps. So you basically yeah. know everyone's going to pit within one or two laps. So there's not a lot of room for really rolling the dice or like dumpster diving and trying to do something tricky and pit lanes super long. So it's not like, you know, you can add an extra stop in for better tires or something like that. And yeah. the blacks were so good. That That's you true. Anyway, what's been interesting. And, and it was kind of a, an unknown and, and we use both to our advantage is there's no clear, there's no clear, uh, better approach in terms of an undercut or an overcut. Right. You know, like both have been very successful in the past. Both are fairly easy to do because, you know, you, you, well, not it's pretty straightforward because you are pitting in these two lap windows type thing. So it's the overcut isn't going to be this massive two or three laps or the undercut is not going to be this massive. Two. So it's close enough to each other that there's not a huge discrepancy. Um, and depending on kind of your tire life, depending on your pace at that moment, both can be very beneficial. It sort of just comes down to in and out laps, basically. Yeah, to a, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so for us, the race, we obviously, it was a good start. A lot of yellows. Yeah. Crazy amount of yellows at the beginning, which was frustrating for us because I, believe it or not, I think for us on Sunday, it was the opposite of how we'd been all weekend. I actually think our performance and, and balance and pace is a little bit better on the reds um, than it ended up being on the blacks. And unfortunately, we had, I think, three restarts in the beginning of the race and couldn't ever kind of establish some sort of buffer or gap to Joseph. Um, that being said, you know, we had a lucky situation in pit lane with McLaughlin coming in and he was coming into the box in, in, in front of us right when we were trying to leave. That certainly did cost us the lead. That being said, I think Joseph was very, very strong. Um throughout that entire race and it would have been a, a dog fight between the two of us you know i think it at the end of the race the, the second or the last kind of third i was better than him um but i think up until that point he he definitely was a couple of tenths better than us so it was it was going to be interesting ultimately uh the i i lost second at the last restart there was really aggressive um on on trying to get a run on Joseph in the last corner and had a pretty big moment and had to lift. And, you know, with the straight being as long as it is, Marco was able to get a run looking at the data and looking at all of the performance metrics over the race. You know, I think Joseph Marcus and I were a, a significant step ahead of everyone. Um, so it, 
it's fitting that the three of us kind of found the podium and second, third, like, yeah, obviously I would rather have been second, but we weren't going to win. So right. That's it the biggest really, disappointment yeah. ultimately um, yeah. that you start on pulling, you're not able to win, but still a good weekend for the team and uh, we'll take it. Yeah. Third, fourth, fifth, right. For uh, was the Colton get Grosjean. Sorry. Grosjean get, who, who was, who was fourth? I forget. Colton. No. Roman. Grosjean. Grosjean yeah. got, yeah. Uh, but yeah, solid. I mean, solid day for the team. Certainly. Um, did you see the, the contact that took out Polo? Did you see that? I'm not. No. I would love to get your opinion on it. I have my opinion. I said Let's it on talk. Here. I mean, you tell me your opinion. I will YouTube it right now. It'll take me. Two so seconds. in my opinion, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a late, a late move for Marcus aggressive, but like a level of aggression we don't normally see out of him. And I'm here for it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And if you look at where the contact happened, I mean, it was right rear to left front. So to me, it looks like Pelot just sort of misjudged trying to turn back in. It's not like Marcus was super like overshot the corner and was going to go off the track, you know, if, and force Alex off the track, if he hadn't turned when he did sort of thing, it looks to me like Alex just misjudged it slightly. And it was, such small contact in the grand scheme of some of the some of the you know side to side banging that we see in this series with both cars coming out unscathed just wrong angle of of whatever to uh to snap his steering arm there but uh yeah i mean alex was very fired up when he got out of the car in his interview but i think if you know you go back and you look at it it looks more like was it an aggressive move on a teammate sure but i thought it was a totally fair one and it was more just on you know, a bit of a racing incident and Alex mistiming it. That's my opinion. Um, I'm just seeing it for the first time right now. And yeah, I, well, that's one angle. Um, I can't believe that broke his steering arm. That's what I'm saying. It was such small contact. You know, I think back to like that contact between um, Ferrucci and Malukas in practice at the 500 when essentially Santino did the same thing. He turned in a bit early, clipped the back of Malukas's car, and it actually cut Malukas's tire, and, and Santino's car was fine. But it, it looks like a similar kind of contact at even a way, way slower speed. Yeah, but I don't think there's You can't any... blame Marcus for that no, one, really. No, not at all. Um, and now I'm watching Devlin. Yeah. Watching the highlights here. So, so we'll kind of put Devlin off going into three a little bit the corner before right and then i mean i can kind of see deb's point it does sort of look like and you like you've been there right you know yeah. going down into turn five it's not a straight shot there's kind yeah. of an angle and will does sort will of move a little bit yeah so like it, it i'm not sure like i'm not sure dev had the room to get down there anyway he broke obviously very late but will did sort of throw it off with the way he was moving so i mean Look, ultimately, one guy kept going, and the other guy was backwards with a broken wing. So I understand IndyCar's position on the penalty. So um, what do you think about after the race in the cooldown lap? Will giving him a little bump? I think that's really funny. <laughs> I don't think that kind of stuff is awesome. I just oh come on, James. He didn't like break his I, car. He just no, no, I know, him. but it, but it. But when does it stop? Like if it can escalate, if if the series does nothing about it, like if they don't even slap him on the wrist and say, "Hey, man, don't do that again." I'm not saying they should like throw him out of the race or anything, but all it takes is one driver who gets pissed off on a last lap, something, and like Will had the entire race to calm down. 
right? And that was his reaction. If it was like a last lap, fire a guy off, and he comes and finds you on the cool down lap, like we're not NASCARs, you know, it's it's definitely more of a risk. But yes, I, I see. Yeah, he didn't do any. He wasn't going to hurt anybody doing that. I don't think you're going to hurt anyone on the cool down lap anyways. I think it's okay. I think it's it's fine. What's disappointing, <laughs> maybe not disappointing. What's, yeah, never mind. That they talked and they're cool now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were hoping this would carry on into the next one? <laughs> Just for comedic value, honestly. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Speaking of comedic value, uh, congrats on your podium job, uh, bud. Good job. Uh, I think it's time for an Ask Alex. I think okay. We have that. We got a weird one, and I'm a fan. But uh, okay, I'm, I'll keep this anonymous because this is odd. Recently, I went to see Top Gun Maverick. First one, this guy. I'm Love so that crazy. already. Yep. Fantastic film. Yes. However, during the movie, my friends made fun of me for eating an entire bag of unpopped popcorn seeds. This has been my favorite movie snack since I was a small child. Are my friends being unreasonable? Question. Um, (laughs) Did you have electricity as a small child? (laughs) Do you have teeth left? No, like... Yeah, no, that's fair. Do you just suck the oil and salt off the little popcorn balls and swallow them? Or do you crunch them? I feel like it crunches them. Yeah, see, I was assuming You also eat whole lemons? Well, do you eat raw onions? Do you kill people in your basement? Probably, probably. That's unrelated to that. That's just most of our listeners. We we do very well in the serial killer demographic. I don't understand why on earth that would be appetizing. So I'm just I'm curious why as a kid you were your parents allowed that. that. Yeah, that's bad for your teeth. Yeah, no. Like when we make popcorn and there's extra seeds, I tell Hazel not to chew on them because it could hurt her teeth. Yeah. Yes. Um. 
usually so, I'm a big believer in you should enjoy the things you like in whatever way you like. And you know what? You know, like you want to have your steak well done. Not for me, but you know, you go, you go for it. You want to have like a fruity drink, go for it. I don't care. This though, I think raises a point. This negatively affects the people around him. Cause if mm. you're loudly crunching on popcorn kernels during I a movie, I don't know that you can crunch those. I mean, you can, I've definitely done it. <laughs> like when there's like the little extra ones left over and it, but it can be done. It's not recommended. What does it I taste couldn't imagine. like? It's not, it's nothing. It's not great. It's, it's Sir, nowhere near as good so as popcorn that has. Why been don't popped. you just eat sunflower seeds or something? If you like, or corn nuts, why don't you eat corn nuts like a normal human being? Or or just pop the corn and eat it that way. You, you know go what? to I'm the curious. movie theater right and back. ask them to pour the. How Guys, do you... for try. our listeners, for our listeners, I'm pretty sure Tim just walked away to his kitchen to grab a bag of popcorn, and he's just going to open it and eat it. Yep. <clears throat> yep, that's what's happening. Okay, so he has come back from the kitchen. <clears throat> Excuse me. He now has a bag of popcorn unpopped that he is going to pour into a bowl and he's going to try to crunch. All right. I hope uh, this Tim's dentist listen to this show because you're God, about to make some money. Well, they don't recognize my voice. I haven't been there in five years. Oh, no, my God. We can tell. I'm obviously. <laughs> you and Connor must be the same guy. <laughs> oh, this looks disgusting. Well, what kind <laughs> of. It's like the super buttered one. It's the movie theater butter popcorn. Okay. This looks gross. It's you know, you volunteered for this. Nobody even asked you. <laughs> I just want to know what it's like. All right. Here we go. Oh, wow. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not an easy thing to crunch down on. How is this relaxing? Oh. <laughs> How does your jaw feel at the end of this, sir? Are you like, you must have the strongest jaw of any listener we know. I hope you really floss when you get home. Holy crap. Because <laughs> like not popcorn, enjoyable popped popcorn gets all up in your, yeah. your grill and stuff. Unpopped. Does it like cut your gums and stuff? Like that's, that's makes me very upset. I don't understand why you would choose this. <laughs> I think ultimately what we have deci decided and discovered is that no, sir, unfortunately your friends are not being unreasonable. <laughs> you are being unreasonable for doing this at all, especially in public. I don't, I just can't understand. Like I just had one and that was an uncomfortable experience. Again, we are a, we're a fully inclusive group here at off track. We want everybody to do whatever makes them happy. As long as it's not that. Yeah. It's what's the old phrase. Your, your freedom to swing your arm ends where my nose begins. That was like crunchy. I'm sure you guys could hear that. You can't do that in a movie theater. That's like yeah. bringing in like a, one of those like old people candies that you have to unwrap and a Werther's original. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's not movie theater food. Mm. Yeah, it's, so, well, it's speak, not food. But. So so that brings up a very interesting topic. For some reason, well, not some reason. I'm sure it's to preserve freshness. But Sour Patch Kids now come in a plastic wrapper inside the box. Yeah. Okay? I feel like they've, they've had that for a while, haven't they? Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. But that's not how it originally was. And so are you the type of person that sits there and fiddles with the plastic? Or during the previews, do you open it and pour it into the box? Okay. Oh. Well, I was sat next to someone hmm. that... I don't know if I pour it into the box. So you fiddle with the plastic the whole movie? Yeah, maybe. Well, like, the plastic. If I'm honest, I haven't... Your mouth. 
Yeah, like I normally I haven't normally they just come in a bag, right? Like well, no, so I'm sorry, I'm saying the ones that come in the box. Yeah, right. I don't, I haven't ordered because that, that sort of plastic time. is much louder than the soft side. Yes, plastic. yeah, it's like this. It's almost like a crinkly saran yes, kind of plastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. You had somebody not do that, I guess. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm. I mean, let's be clear here, Alex. You and I have brought in a bottle of tequila to a movie theater before. That is so. not loud. That is silent, <laughs> All you hear is the pop of the cork, and people are like, man, I'm f***ing jealous. <laughs> These guys know how to Shrek. Let me tell you. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's way worse. It was the second Fifty Shades of Grey movie, and we saw it with your wife on Valentine's Day. <laughs> with my wife. With that your is, wife, correct. That is... Oh, very true. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, Alex and Tim took Becky to the movie theater with a bottle of tequila to see Fifty Shades of Grey. We didn't let her have any of the tequila. It was for us. Oh, okay. It was just for the grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, like that sounds If you're listening, <laughs> which I know you are, uh, we have to have a very serious chat. So uh, <laughs> when you get home from walking the dogs, because I know that's when you're listening to this. In, uh, her, defense, in her defense, you guys weren't married yet. it's not that great a defense alex if i'm honest with you but uh yeah all right it It was was a terrible uh, it was a terrible terrible movie of course it was a terrible terrible movie what 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 point is the sequel of a terrible movie a good movie i hadn't seen the original um and i was pretty glad i hadn't by the end of that i i feel like you should have been glad or you should have been unhappy because had you seen it you never would have put yourself through that oh no i was very vocal about it being bad before we got there mm-hmm. but you know that's, good. In that's good that's fair that's <laughs> fair um so we have we finally have a break you finally have a break um from racing there's no indy cars on track for the first time since like march 1st or whatever it was how are you going to spend your f- free time your free weekend um how am I going to spend my free day? Well, I'm going to go to Bloomington, Indiana. Nice. Um, which is south of Indianapolis. There's a lake there called Lake Monroe. Never been. Going to take the boat. I'm going to go with our friends, Bob, Rachel, um, their family. And then I think Buzzkill and Katie are probably nice. going to join us. So that'll be a nice little lake weekend. Like lake Monroe. That's a good lake. Um, yeah. And then that's about it. Training. You know, what are you doing, James, with your kind of uh, off weekend, but not really. But not really, yeah. I, but I, still uh, kind of cool. Very cool. I'm So I'm going to go to the Canadian Grand Prix. Um, I've got an appearance there, which is very exciting because, you know, that I, I went to that race a couple times when I was younger, but for the last, like, dozen years, it's always fallen on an IndyCar weekend. And, you know, this year, even, you know, obviously not driving, but had it fallen on an IndyCar weekend, I would not have been able to go. And... This year, for the first time in a long time, the way the schedule is played out, uh, we are off, and they are in Montreal. First time since COVID, so it's a nice kind of big comeback for that event. And I've got some close friends that uh, that work in the F1 paddock that I haven't seen in a long time, so it'll be nice to catch up with them and do an appearance. And I'm bringing Becky because Becky uh, has never been to an F1 race, so and that one's awesome. Like I know you've been to that one. I mean, like I've, that's I've also never been to an F1 race. I mean, if we're just if we're bringing people, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't hear you through the tequila that you were drinking on your date with my wife. I um, no, she'll probably, be there. It'll be fine. 
I probably <laughs> am going to Suzuka in October, Tim, if you want to join. Yeah, obviously. I don't even know where that is, and I'm in. It's Japan. It's oh, three hours perfect. south of Tokyo. Let's go. Never been to Japan. Sounds I feel great. like I'd be a giant there. Yes. You'd be a very... Also, so am I. So we'll be <laughs> twin giants. <laughs> Let's do it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> what are you going uh, to Suzuka for? It's just one of my favorite the sushi. Fair. I love Japan, and it's also been a fair. while. So, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I love that. Got nothing else to do in October. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm going to go to Montreal and do Montreal stuff. That's good. And Becky will love it, I think. I That's think it. she will. I'm, it's, I'm it makes you feel... Has she ever been to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because she uh, she's from there. <laughs> is that why that's funny yeah. what were you gonna say it makes you feel what no it she's gonna think indycar is really not cool afterwards i'm good I'm, I'm interested to see her take on it is she gonna think that indycar is super not cool afterwards or is she gonna be like this is too like stuffy and up its own ass and at least IndyCar's IndyCar's actually cooler. Is, is like cost effective right <laughs> that actually reminds me we did get an email i forgot to send to you guys from our uh our like number one listener, Gary Wood, who sends stuff after most episodes and listen has been listening since the beginning. Hey, Gary. Um, he asked, "What with the F one budget being what is or the the budget cap with one hundred forty five million, not counting the top four executives? How many teams could you run an IndyCar with that?" And I just kind of assumed all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole field pretty, pretty yeah. safely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like bonus yourself out at the end of the we, year. We'd all we'd all make a lot more money too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So please, if you if you're considering it, please do that. Yeah, I think I Wouldn't think it'd be funny if they put a budget cap like that in IndyCar. They're like, all right, nobody can spend more than 145 million. And they'd be like, okay, okay, <laughs> shoot. Oh. That's funny. I think the topic of a budget cap in IndyCar is one we should tackle, but not today because we're out of time. So Tim's got to go swim. Tim's got to go swim his one mile or whatever he does. And uh, Alex has to go prep the boat for boat day. No, I'm also going to go swim, but not for fitness. I got to go, lose all that Indy 500 weight. <laughs> There. Didn't COVID make you lose all that weight? Because I, I did lose. I, I lost a bit. Yeah. I heard it from you regularly. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. 
Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.